talk about the number nine. I have a thing for numbers. I, I, I'm fascinated by them. And, you know, the number five, if I said to you, what does the biblical meaning of number five mean? How many could say what it is? It's grace. You know, if I said the number eight, you would say new beginnings. So I said to the Lord, what about the number nine? We don't hear about it that much, but we do. So the number nine, the biblical meanings, means divine completion, and it conveys the meaning of final, finality. Finality. So if you go with me over to Mark 15. Woo! Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Linda. Um, verse 34. And this is where we see the ultimate finality, finality, the ultimate finish. It says, in the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Elo, Elo, whatever, Lama. And John can, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Which is interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them heard it, stood by, and they, they said, Behold, he calls a lie. And one ran and filled a sponge and tried to give him some vinegar. And then it says down in verse 37, And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. An interesting phrase, gave up the ghost. At that moment, Jesus had completed all that he was here to do. It was his final words, and he was finished here on earth. The assignment that God had sent him for was now done. And there was a purpose for him to go. He didn't leave us, though. We know that. And if we go over to John 16, there's a reason why he had to go. And I'm sure all of you know it. John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. That is what the true meaning of being born again is. We are born again in the Spirit. We now have. We don't have to plead and say, come, Spirit, come. He came. He came to dwell in us. It was important that Jesus would go away so that the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, would come. Jesus' finality was the start for our life by the Holy Spirit. Up until that point, we really didn't have much to do with the Holy Spirit. For those of you who are Anglican or Catholic, you would know what I meant by the Apostles' Creed. I'm sure even today, we could all quote it, those of us that learned it in church. Before I got saved, I kept saying, well, I know who God the Father is, and I know who God the Son is, but who is God the Holy Spirit? What's this Holy Spirit? I had no idea. It's not something they teach you, really. How many here knew what the Holy Spirit was about? But yet, that is just as important as anything else, is that Holy Spirit. With his passing, with that, that 
fun leaving, his work was, was complete, and Jesus had done all that was needed to reconcile us to God. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. But he didn't leave us alone, like we just read. He sent us the Holy Spirit. He sent us. And with that, we were, re we were returned to our place of dominion. And that place of dominion, we are now helped by the Holy Spirit. So let's not beg and plead for the Holy Spirit to come. Have confidence and have that boldness to know, no, I'm born again. I'm born in his spirit. I have that Holy Spirit indwelling me. And what is our life in the Holy Spirit? So here again comes where, comes where the number nine comes into play. You're going, okay, she told us about the ninth hour. What about the rest of it? So our part is to bear fruit and to manifest the Lord's power. So if we go to Psalms 3, and I think Pastor Gary said it too, you know, you kind of want to live in Psalms, uh, I'm sorry, Psalms 1. Because when you live in Psalms 1, it's like the start. And you know where David's heart was when he wrote this. In verse 3, he said, And he shall be like a tree planted by the by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. We talk about having a firm foundation, well-rooted. When you're by the streams of living water, you become well-rooted, very well-rooted. And, and living water, we often refer to as the Holy Spirit. So get those, have those roots well well, and how do we get that? By reading the Word, by spending time in the Spirit, not just speaking in the Spirit, but stopping and listening to what the Spirit of God is telling you and leading you and directing you in. Be well planted so that you're bearing fruit. So, of course, if anybody knows where I'm going, I'm going over to Galatians 5. You got to go there because this is a main thing for us. As Christians, we have to bear that fruit. And the fruit's not there necessarily for us. It's part of us. Just like an apple tree bears apples, it doesn't push the apples out of it. They just happen. They just grow. They just emanate. But so does the fruit of the Spirit in us. Remember, we're the trees. We're that and, and that fruit, when you go up the valley and you're driving, and right now if you go up just before apple blossom, the trees are full of flowers, but give it a couple of months and you'll see fruit. And that's what we're supposed to be, fruit bearers. We have the fruit bearing capability. So let's see what the fruit is. So let's go to verse 22, Galatians 5, 22. But of the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against there is no law. So you think of those. Those are nine fruits that we should be bearing. Hmm. 
It's a finality. It's a completion of who we are. And we should be bearing all those fruits. We should have joy. We should be, people should see joy in us. When you look at Marie, you see the joy. You know, oftentimes I know um, before my sister passed away, I would get these phone calls. You need to come up. She lives in Ontario. You need to come, like now. I said, what's going on? She said, I just need your presence here because you just bring so much peace when you come. And I'm going, okay. And that, that's the essence of the fruit. It's not just so we see it. It's so others see it. They see that fruit. You know, my brother will come into my house and goes, oh, there's just so much peace here. You know, in others, it's your faith. It's seeing that faith. But we should be seeing all those fruits when we need the goodness and the gentleness and the meekness and the temperance, when we're going through things, or when we're in situations. In this time that we've had with COVID and all that stuff, the biggest thing we needed to be showing people wasn't all the political stuff. It was showing the peace of God, the faith in who we had and who we have. And it's interesting because faith is, I'll get into the second set of, no, the, other, the other nine in a few seconds, but it's interesting. Faith is mentioned in both the fruit of the Spirit and the manifestation of the Spirit. Faith is mentioned in both. And it's that faith in God. If you, have a, if you have a hunger and a thirst, and just have a faith in God. I met a woman many years ago. Um, I worked with her. And she was a good Catholic woman. But she had so much faith in who God was. You, she emanated that faith in God. That's part of the fruit. That's the fruit we should be bearing. So the other thing is, is the manifestation of the Spirit. There's none of those. And those, the manifestations of the Spirit should be working through us. So, as all of you may know, we're going to go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Love it. We love. Well, all kinds of parts. So if we go to verse 8. Or actually, go to verse 7 first. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit wherewith. Every man is given the manifestation of the Spirit. I've heard it often say, oh, you know, like, oh, I have the gift of healing, or I have the gift. We should be operating in all the gifts at the time that they're needed. You don't need to walk into a hospital room and say, oh, I'm the prophet walking into the hospital room. No, I'm sorry. You need either the miracles or healing. You know? Anyways, verse, uh, verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. And we could, count, we could camp out in all of these, but that's not my purpose tonight. The word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Twice, faith. Hmm. To another, the gifts of healing. To another, 
by the same Spirit, to another the works of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. So there's nine manifestations of the Spirit we should see working in us. You should be able to walk into a room and discern if something else is going on other than what should be. You know? It says, but all these work, work at that one in the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. In other words, he's going to give you those things. He's not just going to say, um, no, Carolyn, I, you're never going to be operating in the gifts of healing. No, he's never going to say that. Or he's not going to say, mm, Joey, I'm sorry, miracles don't work in your life. And you don't. He's never going to say that. He's going to allow Joey to walk into a situation that needs a miracle. And Joey's going to be the one that the Holy Spirit works through for that miracle to happen. Each and every one of us, each and every one of us has that. I encourage you, Spend time in the Spirit. Not just speaking in tongues, but just sitting quietly and listening to what God says. When when you're facing a situation or you're walking into a situation, ask the Holy Spirit, what next? I mean, people laugh at me. I wake up in the morning and I greet the Lord and I say, good morning, Lord. Um, okay, off my li- first two things on my list are what am I cooking for breakfast and what am I packing for John for lunch? You may all seem to think that's kind of silly, but I want to make sure that I start my day with God and, and be able to fine-tune this, this hearing of the Holy Spirit. Any answers? You know? Well, you get enough time, make some boiled eggs and make an egg salad sandwich for John because, you know, he loves them. Or, you know, or Tim uh, Hortons is just down the street. Let's go get a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> but that's the fine-tuning of the spirit. You know, somebody said to me, well, what do you do? I, you know, on your day-to-day, I'm, you know, I, I keep saying I'm retired, but you're never retired when you're a homemaker and, and a wife. And a mother, um, you're, you're never really retired. But it's taking that time to sit and listen to what God's saying to you. And I remember years ago, I had a young mother, and she said to me, she said, oh, she said, you know, I've got three small kids, and I really don't get time. And I said, you know something? I said, I know what it's like. I said, but even if you start your day off with one scripture and you do the, the whole, uh, let's open the Bible and let's read, uh, her house is the way to hell going down to the chambers of death. And you're going, okay, let's, what does that mean? But when you meditate on it, the Holy Spirit says, well, you know, stuff happens. And if you're not in the right place, you know, Hell's the option. We don't want anybody to stay there. If you make the time, if you take five minutes 
and you make the time, God will give you a half an hour. Before you know it, I remember when we first came to the church, and it was really impressed upon my heart to always put something in the offering, which kind of sounds silly. But, and at the time, we really were in a bit of financial distress. And God said, but if you give, I will, I will take that seed and I will multiply it. I said, okay, God, all I've got is a quarter. And I would put it in the envelope so it didn't clink in the bottom of the offering bucket. Um, I'd make sure I, I wouldn't put my name on it, but I would put it in an envelope and put it so it didn't clink. And God honored that because like the next, probably within a month, I had a dollar. And then it was $5, you know? And that's, that's God. But if I had never reacted to that, if I went, yeah, whatever. I'm not saying that God wouldn't have moved in other ways, but it's tuning that ear in to the Holy Spirit. So the finality of number nine means the finished work, the finishment, finish, finale, you know. And in the finale, we get to do great things. God, Jesus said to us, go. You know, greater things are you going to do because I go unto my Father. And I sent the Holy Spirit. You know, there's some great teaching on each one of these, the nine gifts of, this, of the nine fruit. And we tend to say gifts, but they're manifestations of the Spirit. And the ten fruits, or the nine fruits, excuse me, the nine fruits of the Spirit. There's some really good teaching out there. Um, but actually ask the Lord yourself. And some gifts we will excel in of the fruit. And some manifestations we may excel more in. And when it talks about like prophecy, that's not being a prophet. There is an office of the prophet, just the same as there's the office of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. The gift of prophecy, we hear it often during prayer here. Miss Anne, you know, I, I'm so blessed to hear you prophesying again. It's been a little, it was a little while there that we hadn't heard her, but she's, she is prophesying more. Um, you know, just exercise the gifts. Be, allow the Holy Spirit to flow through those gifts. So there's nine fruit, nine manifestations working in us and through us. And this is the purpose behind it, to show the Lord in this world to those we come in contact with. It's not, you know, I can have, I can have the gift of love to all of you. And I do. I love you all. I would literally, you know, dodge that bullet, take that bullet or jump in front of a car to save you, because I love you. But it's not you guys that need to know my love, or God's love. It's those out there in the world. Before I got saved, I had a, I had a situation, um, a health situation, that was, I actually went blind. And a good couple of friends of ours took me to church. And it was a healing session. And let's put it this way. Um, 
I made fun of these people, holy rollers and everything. But that night when I went up and the gentleman laid hands on me and he spoke the word, by his stripes you are healed. That made the difference. At that moment, I realized there's more to God than what I really, really know. You know, and I, then after that, you know, I started hungering for what is this Holy Spirit? That was even before I was saved. And God showed me in a big way. But it's those people out there that need to see these manifestations and these fruits. They need to be able to pluck, you know. My brother is not saved to my knowledge, but he wants that peace. He wants to be around that peace. My sister wanted to be around that peace. You know, and that's what we should be. It's time for the church to arise. And it's for out there. We're being equipped in here to go out there. It's the equipping of the saints to go out there in this world. And if we go to John 12, John 12, verse 32. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. That's our purpose. That's why we have that manifestation. That's why if he's lifted up, he's going to do the drawing. We're just called, he'll do the drawing. We don't have to go out there and bang on doors. He'll, he'll bring the people to you. And he'll bring the people to you because he sees that, they see that fruit. Because they see when you lay hands on the sick, they recover. They see the workings of miracles in your life. I, you know, um, my niece-in-law has um, some major things happening. Um, the prognosis isn't good. But I'm believing for a miracle in her life. Nothing less than a miracle in her life. Because I know, I know that God is faithful. So again, be encouraged, be lifted up. These gifts are so magnificent to work with. And the Holy Spirit will just keep growing you in them the more you use them. You know, it's like if you want to be a friend, if, if you want friends, be a friend. You know, um, pretty much all this is, you know, we're pretty much have all been together for a while now, but we've got a lot of new faces in the church. Reach out. Encourage them. Step out of your comfort zone. Practice in here. This is a safe zone. You know, but also in that, be willing to be corrected. God's given us fantastic spiritual leaders. If I can't take correction from Pastor Gary or Pastor Nancy or Pastor Paul, even Pastor Shirley, if I can't take correction from them, I might as well go sit down. I love them. I respect them. I thank you for the honor of being here this evening. And I would walk off the face of the earth for them. 
And all of that is great. That's my, my duty to my spiritual leaders that God has placed in my life. But from here, I need to be that fruit tree and showing the manifestations of God to those out there in the world that don't know who he is. And to all of you. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.